Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. And welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. This is it. This is the last episode of Loki's Losers for now. Uh, I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What's up, man? This is, uh, I don't know. I feel like I would be coming into this pod a little different than I do feel. You know, I thought I'd be a lot, you know, crazier, (laughs) oddball things coming out left and right, but I don't know. Nah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, uh, it's a strange we'll get, one. We'll get more on that later. I'm also joined by Miles Buttress. What's up, homie? Hey, you know, I'm just, you know, same as every week. Happy to be here. Excited oh, to uh, talk about, excited to talk about the finale, man. It's, uh, What's that shit? it's been, you know, six weeks and it does not feel like the show has been going on for six weeks. No, it and not. man, do I, do I not want to wait however long it's going to take? To get the rest of this, I'm with you. I'm with you. This is going to be, yeah. be exhilarating. I don't want to have to wait to get um, Owen Wilson on a jet ski. I don't know why they didn't give it to us yet, but they're going to make us wait. He's got. And he's I'm got not to happy. hand. We have to. We now have to frame every storyline as though it is a multi-season show, even though we all went into it thinking it was probably a limited series. Yeah. So, so, like, the entire framing of the show, I almost wish they would have just told us, hey, this will be more than one season. We are also joined by Kyla Barnett. What's up, homie? Glorious purpose. Glorious purpose. And today that purpose is talking about this Loki finale. So, overall, first watch, I was aggressively underwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, the Kang reveal was dope. I'm here for it. Or Amortis, he who remains. It's all going to end up being the same guy. Uh, for just ease of sake, can we just refer to him as Kang this entire episode? Yeah, I'm just, with him. Because yeah, he's, he's the only one we know of right now. That's canon, at least. Yeah. Uh, so. Sorry, I forgot my train of thought <laughs> because of the message that popped up in the uh, in the chat. I was trying to do did that without a, without on? anyone noticing besides him. But they hear Joseph, did you have a fan on? I mm-hmm. did. Ah, I could I could hear it, and then I was like looking around for evidence, and I could see Joseph's uh, banners, you know, slowly oh, swaying in the wind. Yeah, fluttering. Yes. Uh so first watch, I was a little underwhelmed. Kang, far and away, the best part of the episode for me. Uh the Loki Sylvie stuff. I was. I was I was into a little bit, but like I don't know. I'd feel like Loki would have to do more. I don't know. How did how did you guys feel overall about the episode? I'm gonna start with Kyla. Uh I don't know. I'm not gonna lie to you. You guys told me before I watched it. I woke up and watched it the next morning. Um, you guys told me 
don't hey don't watch it don't get on twitter before you watch it and i wasn't thinking i was sitting down eating my breakfast i had just turned the episode on like literally the disney plus is flashing up i turn on twitter and the first thing i see is just kang yeah and immediately i'm like wow like that really just happened (laughs) like i I didn't even intentionally do anything like i was just zoned out going to twitter just to check in the morning like i you know just kind of go through it and i wasn't looking i didn't even think it was just the first thing there and i'm like fuck these people thinking that putting loki spoilers dash 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 thing works it works when you're scrolling a little bit or like put it in the thread put it in a thread below so that way at least if i see the lead tweet i don't like yeah, you know what I mean, exactly. Like, if you're gonna do spoilers, do a thread. Don't just. But I suppose it's still my fault. Um, uh, like, so I kind of knew going Entirely in. Like, your fault. I guess what I was expecting. <laughs> what I will say is, I just I love finally seeing Loki get like. I, it sucks. I don't love it, but I I hated it, but I loved it. Like, he actually had like a relationship seem like it was actually closing successfully. Like that was the most wholesome, like arc he's seen in a relationship, at least until she pulled the fast one and did her own thing. And then like, then he's left hurt worse than ever, which I think was like, Oh my God, I never would have guessed they'd actually hurt him again like this. And here they are doing it just over and over and over and over. But I guess it's, it's penance for what he's done. So, I mean, See, um, my thing here is that, like, we're, we're probably going to see him go through a little more shit, too, because technically, while this is the same Loki, he didn't actually experience all the other shit. He just saw it play out on a time feeder. So it's like, I, I now that we have this finale, I have a few more gripes with the season as a whole. I, uh, like, for example, I'm okay with Sylvie being another version of Loki, however... Now that the big villain wasn't another Loki, I don't think you needed another Loki in this story, to be honest. Uh, okay, honestly, the whole relationship they had, i it's just like, I think it's just to give something between them that's interesting. I really don't think it's like that deep. Like, I really think it's probably like over now. Like, I mean, Loki will try to go, you know, find Sylvie in any way and convince her we were back, but... I don't know. Sylvie kind of played her hand. You know, she was just kind of like, at the end of the day, I don't really care. I'm going to do what I want to do. I disagree. I don't know, man. It's the intention here. My, my idea for Sylvie in this moment is that she hasn't had the, the sort of revelation of character that our Loki has. Sylvie is still driven by one idea that she's had for thousands of years killing whoever controls this place. She's finally yep. here. She has a chance to do it. She's like, why would I let this guy stop me now? I'm going to go ahead and do what I thought I should. She does it, and she immediately regrets it. That's why she she collapses to the floor crying. I don't think there was exactly a right choice. I don't think Loki and Sylvie taking over was the right choice, but I also don't think, I mean, obviously, Kang getting killed was not the right choice either. Like it was, it was a lose lose situation. Sylvie, Sylvie still had her glorious purpose. She had not lost her glorious purpose, like you know, like our Loki had, and that's part of the reason why she she got to that crossroads. Where I think our Loki at that crossroads was like, all right, let's stop and think about this, and not immediately go down the path of glorious purpose. And she was like, nah, fuck that bullshit, kill him. 
And I think that's why I ultimately really liked the, I guess, I think the thing that was the most redeeming part of the episode, I guess, for me, was seeing Loki ultimately grow into something, especially in 20, like, this is technically Loki from 2012. So, like, he's still a ways away from not doing fucked up shit, like, in terms of what we've seen in the past. You know what I mean? So, seeing his arc and how honest he finally is for once, he is finally honest in making a decision that is at least admirable. Like, this isn't, like, an antagonistic, like, decision he's trying to make here necessarily. Like, this is, he's trying to do what, like, you would expect, I guess, a hero to do in this sense. Like, he's doing the honest thing. He's not lying to Sylvie. He hasn't been manipulating her. He's actually having true, wholesome feelings and expressing them correctly. And just the, like, seeing how that, like, happens is very, an arc that I really appreciated. It just, the way it pans out, it just sucks. He gets no reward for it. So it's like, damn, they're really just showing this guy that no matter what, if he's a dickhead, he loses. And if he does something true and honest and, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve a little bit, he gets fucking shit on. So it's like. Dude, but, okay, okay. So if this came is responsible for literally everything we've seen. He knew Loki and Sylvie would be up to him at this point. Obviously, past the point of, you know, threshold. the threshold, he didn't know what was going to happen. But that dude had a lot of time to plan. He thought of every possibility that ever could have happened. And he knows he's allowing this to happen, so he knows he will win no matter what, is the thing. Is that him allowing this to happen in the first place, he knows he's going to win. Which is kind of a weird concept because why would you have any any why would you have any like obligation towards your other variants of yourself? You know, I don't think he does. Like, I think this is truly him being like, I don't give a fuck anymore. You really? guys do whatever you want. If 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 you so happen He's... to kill me, guess what? This is just gonna happen again. Like he was being honest when he said, "You can take my fucking spot. Like you can maintain the order." Like I think he was anyway. But yeah. they like Loki had come to the revelation, and at least that like he can't control people. But he knew it was probably a better alternative than this guy again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I I think he had been there for long enough that he he knew. You know, like I'm I I don't care what like I think he had gotten to that point where he was like I don't care what happens anymore. You really and, think he doesn't care? No. Why would this, he care? This version of him, yeah. It, it, it after watching the episode the second time, like. You had said on first watch you were a little disappointed. I, I was very much time yeah wa- loved it on my second watch. Um, I decide like I realized and I like then decided I was like all right I'm gonna go look a little bit more into this and the like he who remains in the comics was very had very much reached that same point where he was like I don't care like I care enough to like try and set the next because in the comics it was a little it wasn't like you know the same timeline it was a whole new universe type thing. But he was at that point where he was like, I I am at the point where I'm going to try and set the next, you know, universe up well, but I don't care what happens to it. I have another question about Kang and his whole plan. The only, only part of the story that I think he might have lied a little bit is that I don't know for sure he designed and laid the path for Sylvie and Loki after they're pruned. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he was what's motivating them indirectly. You know, like, and I, 
I don't buy it completely just because like I don't even know how that would work. It's so, such a hard concept to wrap your brain around. It's basically free will or no. Like well, and, is the question. I like, think what they've set up so far is that there isn't free will and that, you know, I think that that based on the fact that he had, you know, he knew what was going to happen and he had like, you know, the printouts of what they were going to say and all that shit. I, I, I do think that he had – he didn't uh, – I mean in a way he kind of did allow them to get to that point because he wanted to either set them up to take control and to continue on his vision or to set them up to kill him and you know go through the whole process again. Yeah, I mean I suppose it's just uh, I, I do think that he had these two – I don't get that. I don't get that part. Like where he was like, turns out that person came in too. Like you two are who are supposed to take over the TVA. If I so choose, like, was that random or was that just because like they became the two choices? Mm. Like, so maybe in the beginning of time, like the way this guy works when he set up the entire timeline, was that always the end? Okay. Maybe it was more of like he knew, like obviously at some point some variants were gonna, you know, get out and cause some fuck shit, and so he was just waiting to see like what variant do will I deem worthy, and from then on he'll he'll kind of you know change some stuff up to be like, all right, now this I will allow this variant to continue on, and you know, I mean, we don't even know how Kang does this stuff. You know, I would assume it's probably with the technology. That he has, I don't think this is an innate power that he has. No, you know, he doesn't I have think any there's, uh, yeah. So like, it's just such a weird like. Maybe Kang is more like the story or the writer, but there's like an editor above him, you know, or something, you know. Like maybe there's still another level above him, you know. I, I don't, don't know. No, I don't think there is. I think this was the like because of what we see after, you know, when. We get back to the TVA, and there's Kang. Like, he took back over the TVA. Like, I think this is always his path, you know? Like, he always ends Dang. up there. You know, like... Well, if Kang yeah. always ends up there, then is someone writing Kang to end up there? Is Kang writing himself to end up there? Is there, you I know, think, like... I think we've met the guy who is just so powerful that he will take over the universe every single time. Well, I don't necessarily think it's a guy who's so powerful. I think it's just like every single version of the multiverse, he is in the right spot at the right time in every single version that he's the one that discovers this technology. He's Rick Sanchez. Yeah. Which is really cool. No, like, and that's what's crazy is that like we are actually getting the MCU villain version of Rick Sanchez, and you can't tell me otherwise. That's exactly what his character is. Maybe a little more sinister, depending on the variant. And stuff. I love like, the quirkiness of him, though. I love his. Yeah. I love the way he talks, and like he like talks down at you, but it's also in such an elegant language. It's like you're so. I wonder if he's like, going to have a different. Like, obviously, he's going to have different personalities depending on what Kang he is. Obviously, but I wonder like what thing will be like his, you know, like Loki's thing is being mischievous and double crossing and, you know, and like, I wonder what Kang's like his little quirk, I guess you could call it is, you know, like maintains throughout Mm -hmm. conquer. He's a conquer. He wants it all. I mean, like even this guy, the guy who said he was like seeking an end to the conquering, like making peace, isolating a timeline, even he weaponized a and conquered all the other timelines, you know? So it's like, yeah, 
Do you think he's just copying Adam and Eve? Like, do you think he got bored and he's like, well, this story worked one time. Let's try it again. Do you think there's a reason? Do you think maybe the reason the Adam and Eve story exists is because of this? Hmm. Like in the universe, obviously, not here. Like maybe whenever we get into like celestials and that sort of thing, like maybe there is some religious ties. I don't know. I don't think think Marvel... They won't touch it. But no, it's, fun, it's a fun thought to go. Not, yeah, to not a chance they touch. What that. I yeah. think this has to be is like where we're at with Loki in this new timeline. <laughs> Excuse me, Kyler. Oh, <laughs> uh, we now have a Patreon exclusive segment that we are about to accidentally <sighs> divulge in. <laughs> If you're wondering why he's doing this, just look at Twitter. (laughs) Okay, anyway, back to my main point. I think that we are going to see a super bad, like the ultimate Kang, like the one that's going to really have some sinister motivations, conquer all and kill all of the other timelines all on his own and then come for the the whole big thing in the end. I think that's what, I think that's what, where we're headed personally. Uh, as for what Colton just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's why he started laughing, because he watched me look down at my phone and just look at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Would that not be... That's what it was supposed to be. Would that not be... That'd be the best fidget toy of all time. You would never <laughs> get bored. Ever. We won't let the people in on the joke. None of them will know what we're Overall, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rain the conversation back in the best the best the best part of this episode was Jonathan Majors as he who remains. You know, uh, his his performance just from the moment he appears in that elevator with that big smile and that shocked look on his face, like ah hi, you know, like it was like almost like Willy Wonka esque is what it felt like. And that was incredibly – that was, like, awesome to see. Well, and that, like, they might have actually been going for that, that, that little frame where he's, like, mm-hmm. like pushed up on his cheek like that. Like, you th- you saw Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka do that, like – Did you see him look at on. the camera? Did you see him? Okay. The, the thing about this is, like, I, I don't like bringing it up because it could just simply be they're looking past the camera. Like, very simple, you know. I don't know. What? Did I – Okay, but like the fact that only Loki, Sylvie, and now Kang have done it, you know, like no other character has done it in the way that they have. And they kind of broke the fourth wall-ish. They broke every wall, technically. Um, I don't know. Like this is like mid-seat. This is not a big, you know, like there's more to the show, obviously. If they're coming yeah. back with a whole nother season. This is halfway through, at least halfway. Yeah. However, when do we see season two? Like, is this yeah. multiverse well, madness, which Tom Hiddleston has been confirmed to be I was going to say, movie? that's what I was going to say. I think that we're going to get tidbits in between in some of these movies, at least things that happen in the movies that have to have effects on season whatever two. season two comes into play. Has to be before so, Ant Man and Lost Quantumania. I, I feel like that. that's the. I would, like, yeah. I feel like season two will lead into 
just okay. because Jonathan Majors okay, is in that so, movie. Like, so, okay, okay, so... What are Ant-Man and Wasp supposed to do about this guy? Okay, so no, what I want to say man. is... Okay, so while we're going to say that, and Colton, you agreed, and so if we're talking about that the season two would come out right ahead of Quantum Mania, I've seen theories saying that in Ant-Man and the Wasp, when they're in the quantum realm, you can see, like, a huge what looks like kind of city in there, and, mm-hmm. like, it looks very, like, from a distance, yeah, yeah. and, like, you know, it looks kind of like the TVA. Think about how time – people have said multiple times in the TVA that the time works differently or behaves differently in the TVA. What do they always mm-hmm. say about the quantum realm? I mean, if that, if that would be – I, I just mean in the timeline sake, like if that's when it's going to release, think about how seamless that story would flow, especially with if we're going to time multiverse. What? <laughs> I said, I said, Kyler's missing episodes is showing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? No, Joe, Joe, Joe said those like exact words like two weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I was in Florida, dude. I haven't. No, 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 no. I was just. No, we don't. We do not forgive you, Kyler. We do not forgive you. Like. That's I, I love that theory. It's I, it's it's the one, quantum it's, realm has to be like, involved. The only thing I'm comfortable with guessing where the TVA is at this point. It has to be involved in some way. There's no way it's not. Given I just don't see where you get the space like, and how you'd be able to have all of that. And like, like I th- I think I mean maybe, maybe is... just all goes down to is the like destruction or the closing of the quantum realm, and that's what fixes the multiverse. That's what fixes. This free will, everything is like okay. Hey, I uh, okay. I think what's going to end up happening is people are going to start trying for Marvel to become more grounded. They're going to be tired of how like way too like I don't know like the the way it gets too big. And I guess I I hate to say this, but like it's too like I don't know. Like I want it to be. It's like too deep. Like you've gone too far. So like. I I could see if they were going to build to something like that, what better way? Like, Endgame was kind of like the mind-blowing, like, introduction of how they're going to manipulate this shit. Whoa, crazy. Like, that got kind of deep. But, like, we're still in an area where there's still room to go more. But eventually you're going to run out of room, I think. So, like, I could see something like what Joseph is saying. Like, that essentially then keeps us, like, now the space stuff works. But, like, when you get into, like, we're talking about time travel and stuff. Like that's when stuff starts. You start seeing people complain. Like, oh, that's why I was so interested in the fact that they were like, TVA. We're gonna put that on the table because, like, at that point, you're really diving into a realm of science fiction that nobody has ever successfully navigated. Like, right. it always goes bad. Like, it's always confusing. It never makes sense. Doctor, look at like what people say about like. Look at what people say about, like, Doctor Who, the, like, era of, or, like, the DC shows, kind of. I hear similar complaints about, yeah, like, but, this shit just but that's, far. DC, but that's DC like, shows. This is Marvel, like, baby. Still, though, still, though, I'm saying eventually I think you have to run out of room. It's like, oh, my God, we can't keep seeing crazy, like, this stuff is just going too far for me. Like, let's bring it back in a little bit. I don't know. I could I see that wanting to have. reality too. I think. I just know how wishy-washy fans can be. So, well, but at the same time, there's the the whole thing between Marvel and DC is that with Marvel, we are comfortable with trusting these people to execute. Oh, absolutely. I have zero trust. I'm not claiming I will. I'm not claiming that I'm one of those people. But just like look at what fans do. Like look at what's how Star Wars average fan properties for certain things. And just same thing with Marvel. Like I just I'm just saying. Like I feel like at what point do like 
they start having to bend the knee a little bit almost. Like, Think about that, it. The average that, fan doesn't that would watch happen. these TV shows. If that would they happen. don't even watch these TV shows. Like but the average also, fan. Yeah, yeah, but they can't deny this forever because they're going to yeah. start seeing shit in like the uh, Doctor Strange movie and stuff that's going to blow... They're going to be like, well, this doesn't make sense. And it's like, well... Well, but you also have to think about the fact that, yes, like, there there is going to be a point where they might have to do that. But at the same time, they can't just continue doing what they've done in the past because then people will get bored. Because then you're going to be, like, fans that are just, like, like what like kind of what happened with Star Wars and the fact that, you know, like, the in essence, the sequel trilogy to some was just the original trilogy made you know, in 2020 and you can't just, you can't just keep doing the same stories over and over again. You need to throw a weird shit in that makes people be like, Whoa, where the fuck did that come from? Mm. Well, and that's the thing too, is that like, I don't think we're like Marvel comics runs deep. Like the source material runs deep. We're not short of anything ever. I think that like we're eventually we're going to reach a, reach a peak in villain in terms of like, how wild we can get before it's like okay now we're gonna have to dive into some pretty iffy villains well like and once they reach that point they can also just have one of those nice real cool world resets where they just you know have some cataclysm that destroys everything they're like whole new world (laughs) yeah see and like that's the thing too is that i'm also on board with these one-off stories however you've also reached a point where i agree with kyler you've gone you've gone too far like we've gotten 24 i mean not I know Kyler wasn't exactly saying this, but like from the general perception of a lot of people, it's like, how am I supposed to jump into this shit? There's 20, there's 25 movies and three shows now. Like I got to watch all of that. Yes. Dead ass? Yeah. And Just do it. It takes like a week. You could easily <laughs> knock that out in a week. Are you kidding me? You'd be putting in some fucking work if you knock yeah, that out. Yeah, but talk about how fun that week would be. <laughs> It'd be quite the week. You'd leave your room and at the end of that seventh day and be like, Water. I, <laughs> I haven't you, seen you, the sun in six Yeah, you'd step years. outside, you'd open your eyes and be like, it burns. You'd essentially turn I into that. had a shower in the last nine days. You'd, uh, you'd end up like that dude from Benchwarmers, the one that eats sunscreen and like can't go outside. He's afraid of the sun. Like, yeah. Somebody get him his sword. But yeah, so, like, it, it might be reaching a point where it's, like, there's, like, the average, it's almost at a point where it's, like, if you're in, you're in. Because we're, we're officially reaching a point where if people are outside the universe looking at this and going, they're opening a multiverse where they're going to tell all these different stories, I'm like, that sounds like it's about to get even harder to follow. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least that's how I would react if I wasn't a Marvel fan. I'd be like... Because the general perception of people who aren't Marvel fans is like, all these movies are the same. Why would I do that to myself? Yeah. There's but no Marvel, Marvel fans, you would look at it and be like, yes, give me more. Yeah, I'm with Control you. me, daddy. The thing Control is, <laughs> is that I still kind of firmly believe that big, like, MCU-level ramification events will happen in the movies. They will save as much as they can for the movies just because they know... That is what most people watch. This multiverse but opening is arguably the literally this is the biggest thing to ever. Yeah, it is. It is well, the biggest thing to ever happen. I also think that because of that, in like the multiverse of madness type thing, I think like the first like we're gonna get a quick like quick recap at the beginning for the first couple minutes where they're gonna be explaining what the fuck is going on. Like, 
I don't see this as a quick fix at all. Like this is no, not a quick, this is this is not going to be fixed in Doctor Strange. I don't. Well, think. I don't think you're talking like, about a quick. Yeah, like, I don't think they might. Ne- I mean, unless they do like decide to go back, like you know, like clean the slate. I don't think they're gonna ever like get rid of the multiverse because it opens mm. up way too many avenues to bring in new characters, you know, new stories, all that stuff that they but, can do. At the same time, it's like multiversal war. Like this will people will want it to end. Oh, they okay. I I think they'll fix the multiversal war aspect, but I think they'll still keep the multiverse aspect. The thing with the multiversal war, though, Kang explains that the multiversal war was because of him. That's true. The other versions of himself fought each other. Like that's where the war came in. It wasn't that like everybody like. I don't think anyone but the people who have access to the multiverse, like, even really know the multiverse is open. That's you know? like, true. Other than Kang, Sylvie, and Loki. Fucking... Yeah, like... Yeah, how many people know this information? Their... How many people uh, know? I mean, probably, like, a, I, I, obviously, like, it'll get into, like, a, you know, like a Scarlet Witch and, you know, Doctor Strange will obviously figure out some point too, because Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange will be like, hold on, why, what the fuck's going on? Why is it that whenever I travel through multi through other dimensions i'm seeing all these other you know weird dimensions like ours but as of right now human wise i'd say the i don't think there's anybody else maybe fury maybe no no but that's like a one percent chance i i could see fury knowing though i could see fury knowing fury's known all along the thing that comes with fury all along the multiversal war is like i don't think that the the universe definitively descends into chaos. It's just that like the Kang from that reality has to start the chaos. You know what I'm saying? Like, or it's like, defending it's it it's defending against every other Kang. Yeah, like it's something like that. And so I don't know that the average person would even fucking know the Maybe multiverse. we're gonna see like a uh, a a Kang erasal story. Where pe- people are I, just I, going I, through multiverses, just killing, can- killing, uh, killing. I'm uh, telling you, I Nathan, think there is going is. to be one Almighty Kang that goes and does all of that for them. They're going to be freaked out, thinking about how they're going to do it, and all of a sudden, they're going to see in the TVA all these branches start coming off, and it's going to be one Almighty yeah. Kang no, that definitely... just fucks up everyone and does yeah, it all for them. Think about it. There is no way that Doctor, Sh- dude, th- have you seen all the memes on TikTok where it's like, whoa, please, like, I can't do this shit no more, and it's Doctor Strange looking at all the branches coming off the shit? He can't <laughs> fucking do that shit. With Wanda, who is in no state to do this shit either, they are fucked. They are fucked. Well, here's the other this thing. This Kang is going to have to solve all the problems, but the problem is going to be, oh shit, this Kang just killed every other Kang in all other timelines. Holy fuck, what are we going to do? Another thing with Wanda, she's not going to want to close the multiverse because... You know she, wants she, she wants Billy Tommy. She wants Billy Tommy. and Tommy in another fucking world. Bro, Loki before WandaVision in the timeline. They confirmed this shit. This is how Wanda becomes the villain. Like, it's just her interests are not aligned with probably the Avengers. At the, the Or whoever the Avengers become to be, you know, the young Avengers, if we're getting them, they're going to be like, okay, we got to do something about this. And Wanda's going to be like, I don't want you to do anything. Um, just actually don't do anything, you know, preferably. And that's probably where the spark starts, I would say. I don't think we're getting Young Avengers before Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Well, I'm just saying, I, I didn't necessarily mean Young Avengers. I'm just meaning whoever the group is at the time. Because 
I don't think they're going to just solo movie to solo movie. Like they're definitely going to be meeting. Oh, they're all and especially with Kang, like the often tie with Kang in terms of a superhero group is the Young Avengers. Uh, I would actually see them framing it uh, in a different way, though. Like not exactly Young Avengers, but maybe they just go with the straight up New Avengers. Like we just need a group, like, and we're yeah. the only ones that are left. So because I mean. Some of them aren't that young, you know, like Spider-Man was a part of the old Avengers. He would still be a part of the Avengers, but he's he's older than Billy and fucking Tommy. You know what I'm saying? And if we want to get them in Young Avengers, like, they're going to Well, be I mean, they could have a diff- they could have like a Miles Morales who would be Miles younger. Morales, yeah. yeah. And not yeah. and not old, me. old Peter Parker, right? Because, you know, he's so old. A Monica Rambeau. She's the perfect age for, you know. For a new Avengers, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like Haley Steinfeld, Hawkeye, Yelena Belova's, uh, or Yelena Belova's, Florence Pugh's Black Widow, like those, those are going to be in the new Avengers. I'm assuming, otherwise, what are we setting up here? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I'm just excited for whatever the fuck this multiverse opening means. It's obviously gonna, I mean, and Kang is Nathaniel Richards, who is a descendant of Reed Richards, so. It's like we're officially – I mean, we haven't officially – we haven't. do we know that? Do we know yeah. that he is – comic book. That's comic book. No, I know. But like they could just say like he didn't come from I mean, Nathaniel Richards. Yeah, he came but, from Billy Bob. Like they could literally yeah. do anything they want, you know? Yeah, I, but – I'm with you there. Like as of now – I see what you're saying though. I definitely – there's but, like – Joseph, it's, it's the same last name. Everyone knows people who have the same last name are always related. Every single Smith related. Yep, me and Paul George, we we link up all the time. Yeah, we're, look, we're like look at your look at yourself. Of course you are. Oscar Robertson is my grandpa. Uh, <laughs> but there was a linebacker for the Packers that have my last name. I remember him. Yeah, I don't I don't know anyone famous that has my last name. So uh, <laughs> fuck you guys. Get fucked. <laughs> Buttress. Bless it. Uh. Bus. Any other what 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 else you guys want to talk about from this? Ren Slayer. Let's talk about Ravona. Okay, so another character, her like the whole TVA arc, B fifteen, Mobius, Ravona. That is officially multi season arc. You know, like I thought we were gonna get some resolution, and I was a little disappointed no. when we on the first watch. I was a lot I was a lot better with it the second time around because we knew there would be a season two. You know, we know the story's not going to end here. All right, I'm cool with the setup. And this also means for me, you know, Miss Minutes is like, he think this will be much better. And she's like, who? Oh, Kang was like, come with me, baby. Come through. Who <laughs> better to rebuild me, baby. with than the, the woman who has dedicated her livelihood to it? Bro, Her she immediately went and linked up with a different Kang. Oh, yeah. That's what she did on the other side of that door. He's, he's um, like... Hmm. I never really thought about where she went. Um, I don't. That's kind of like a very important detail to think about. Yeah, but Joseph, like you mentioned something about her teaching at. Yeah, yeah, at the same high school that Andrew Garfield went to, and his Spider-Man. Same. It's the same one. It is the same no, one. The pen. That, up. that one was in that one. It, 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 I, I rewatched the scene, thinking like I wonder. I wanted to look up some more stuff about this. This one's in like Columbus, Ohio. No, but they changed the name. No, wait. It, the The opening Dude. of the scene is that it's in Columbus, Ohio. 
and, Wait, and in the Spider-Man movie? No, in or in in Loki. In, Loki. in the Spider-Man movie, oh, they do he's say always it's in from, Ohio. Oh, yeah. And also, he went. To, he never went to like a uh, 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 like a normal high school. He went to you know like science high. Well, school. I thought it was Midtown. I thought. Well, yeah, or things like that. I don't. I don't know. I do not know. Uh, yeah, yeah. no. I wonder what's gonna happen with Renslayer because that was crazy to watch. I loved that part. Yeah. It's such a small part of the episode that when it only really sticks out in rewatch once you've actually processed all of the other things that have happened. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. I still don't know about this because like her pin, it says like Franklin Roosevelt high school. I think that's the name of the high school. Mm-hmm. It's like Franklin D Roosevelt high school. Yep. And in the amazing Spider-Man, Peter walks by, you literally see it in the background, Franklin D. Roosevelt High School. In the Joseph, same – give you a real quick hint. It's a president. There are like a thousand Franklin Delano no, Roosevelt High No, I understand that, but Marvel <laughs> isn't doing that. But they said no, Ohio, I would, right? That's I'm, not a coincidence if they're if they're just choosing – I'm like Franklin 99% sure that, that it said in the episode that like – like it came up where whenever they always like go to the different like locations. Guess what? And times. The multiverse exists now. Maybe Spider-Man grew up in Ohio. Is it that hard to believe that he didn't grow up in New York? A couple. I mean, I kind of hate. I kind of hate that. <laughs> Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. Literally, nothing matters anymore. Loki's are analysts in the, in the TVA, and you know aren't looked at as variants and stuff. I do not know. I that ending was weird to me. So with. Am I to believe that because Loki and Sylvie were with He Who Remains outside of the timeline at the time of its branching, that they don't exist in the timeline anymore? Like, why was Loki automatically a TVA agent? Like, aren't you an analyst? Like, I I don't think that he was saying that because he was like, hey, you're an analyst, right? Because, like, I recognize, like, I've seen you before. I think it was more of just like... I I've, I'm seeing some random person that I've ne- never seen before. I'm just going to assume you're an analyst. That's fair because yeah, that's you're not because you're that, not w- walking up too. on me in in a suit of armor. <laughs> However, this also insinuates that he's. Uh, I guess that Loki's can look like anything. We got that confirmed. So yeah, like, okay, okay. I was going to say, well, he doesn't know this guy to be a Loki. So, oh man, what the heck? I don't know what's going to happen with uh Loki, like, I, I'm i thinking we might be heading down a route. I don't think they're going to shy away from the Sylvie-Loki thing. Uh, I know Kate Heron is no longer involved in season two. She won't direct it as she did the first six episodes here. Hmm. Uh, and I also don't think Michael Waldron will be writing season two. So they could straight up go, fuck it, new route. You know, like... I just feel like we're going to see, like, there's so much to be resolved because, like, to me, the most standout thing that happens is Loki. Like, now he doesn't, he can't afford to worry about just, like, this Kang shit that's going to happen or whatever that overarching stuff is. He has to find himself an ally because right now Mobius and uh, Hunter D3, D15 isn't on his side right now. So, like, that's the most immediate pressure for him right now is, like, he's got to figure out a way to expose them to all this again because what what is his end goal? Is it to try to get back there, to try to find some way to get to Sylvie? Regardless of what it is, he has to have an ally, and I think that's where it comes in first. So well, like, Also, what – how did they rebuild the TVA? Is it the same 
as before, are they being lied to? Because oh, it's not like, the timekeepers anymore. It is just it's, Kang. It's just, so is Kang being straight up like, hey, I need you to maintain the timeline or you'll die? Well, that's the thing. Like, that's that. the thing is that we only saw that area. That doesn't mean that there are statues of, like, we saw multiple statues of Kang, but there could have been a Sylvie statue, like, on the other side, you know, like, very, very possibly. I don't think so. I think it's just Kang at this point, you know. He's fully out there. He's like, you know who I am. I control you. I conquered your timeline. Be grateful that I haven't killed you, basically. Like, that. that is the Kang that is controlling over this TVA. It's not like, you know they made up some story about this guy and blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure he's very open about it to them at this point. I don't know, though. Could. It, it is interesting. To, like, And that's the thing, too, is that, like, we're not left in a place with this finale where, I mean, we can theorize all we want, but, like, because the multiverse opened, that literally means anything can happen. And how do you theorize about anything can happen other than, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will probably be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Early, uh, I'm going to get this in before Joseph. Early uh, claim. Next TVA that we see, like the next new TVA we see, instead of Kang, it's going to be... Uh, um, God damn it, I just can't remember his name. Uh, you trying to say Ultron. Ultron. I just, I, I, as I was going to make the claim to piss you off, I just, I was like, I just don't... That name left my mind. Yeah, it's going to be Ultron. Ultron uh, makes the TVA. And it's going to start conquering timelines. Well, and see, that's that's what's fun about the opening of the multiverse, you know? Like, that that's as bad Anything as is possible. than it ever was. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Okay, now, this what-if series, instead of being a what-if this happened, it's just going to be like, let's go look at a different multiverse. That's literally yeah, what it is. Well, yeah. That, that, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I think, uh, just because, I mean, they're framing it as the what if, but because the multiverse just opened, I think it's fair to assume this is happening somewhere else, you yeah. know, because infinite realities and stuff. Uh, uh, Joseph, um, real quick, I, I looked at it. It was Fremont, Ohio. Hmm. There has to be something more there. Obviously they wouldn't be hinting at that pen the whole time. And then her showing in the finale that she's at this school and it weren't, it, it's going to mean something. Like, it's going to connect dots somewhere, whether that's Andrew Garfield. Did they hint at a pen more than just... Yes, the I... Mobius. Yes, yes, yes. Let me let me tell you. So, Renslayer had a pen. They were signing off on the case. They were completed. And Mobius had this pen, and he goes, where'd you get this one? Or, like, where'd you get this trophy? As, like, it was one of her things that she's collected. And the camera focused in on the pen very close up, and it said Franklin D. Roosevelt High School. Blue pen, white letters. I think all that's all that's. They uh, brought it up three times total, though. The pen. yeah, but I don't. But they brought it up in the finale. Not they didn't like focus in on it to show like where'd you get this from. It was him being like, "Hey, I figured out where you got the fucking pen from," and that's why she's like, "What did you do?" And that's whenever she realizes because she knows that there's you know it's obvious that she knows that there's an original version of her in the timeline. I'm, I'm not just talking about the interaction between Mobius and her. I'm talking about like the yeah. audience in this pen and like. The, the, like what they're trying yeah, they were, to do. Yeah, with they were this zooming pen. in on it in previous episodes to show you, like, hey, something's more, something more is going on with this pen. Think about and it, and that's happened. yeah, and then like, that's, that's what happened. What it's literally, what I'm saying, I'm literally saying that they showed this pen, and it is meaning that wherever Rinslayer is at is a big, it some, it is significant in some way. 
No, I think – but what we're saying – what I'm saying at least is that the significance of the pin was not Franklin Delano Roosevelt High School. It was – she was – it's that she worked there and that this was the whole thing all along was that they weren't created. They were taken. That's the significance of it, not that not that you know we're going to get uh, Andrew Sorry Garfield. That I find it there. hard to believe that Andrew Garfield's high school – has the same name as the high high school on this pen. I also looked it up and I couldn't find what high school it said that he went to. I, I don't think he went to a Franklin Delano Roosevelt high school in The Amazing Spider-Man because I looked that up and I just couldn't without I didn't feel like rewatching the movies to find you know that piece of information. Okay. Regardless so. whether it's Andrew Garfield or not, I just am saying No, I, I, I get what you're saying. Is, it's like an illusion at least. Yeah. Something is up. Something is afoot. Oh. Uh, and it could just be as simple as it's a foreshadow of, you know, Andrew Garfield will pop up. Uh, it doesn't mean that he went to this exact high school where Ravona Renslayer was the principal. Uh, and I, I am more convinced now than ever that at least Andrew Garfield will be in this next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I don't think – I think Tobey Maguire is a little bit out of his game for it. Uh Oh, come on. But I think Andrew Garfield's He's Uncle Ben. Perfect age. I think if we see Tobey Maguire in it, it'll be like like a hardcore cameo. Like, he won't be in it. No. I also think I'm going to go out on a limb here, Joseph, and go with with Tobey Maguire's uh, Peter Parker is not Uncle Ben. (laughs) Yeah. How do you know? I'm going on a limb (laughs) and saying they're not going to go with that story. Why not? If that's just a cameo, like... It maybe no, he just yeah, gives like, him some advice or something. I don't know. Oh, like, okay. You're saying he's gonna play as Uncle as Ben. As Tom Holland's Uncle Ben. Okay, I thought you were saying they were gonna have him be a, a multiversal no. Peter Parker that was also no. our universe's Uncle Ben, and I was like, I don't think they're gonna go with that storyline, Joseph. I'm just saying that this is Tom Holland, you know. Okay, like, okay. Yeah. That okay, I could get behind that a little bit more. <laughs> That'd be, that'd be actually really, really fucking cool if that's yeah. like it, the flashback scene. T- maybe Tom Holland gets the suitcase out again and opens it and he like flashes back to fucking Tobey Maguire opening it. Mm-hmm. And I mean like Tobey Maguire and Marissa Tomei, that's more of an even age match than our stereotypical. Oh, Marissa Tomei. So beautiful. Oh. So beautiful. I just watched Far From Home the other day and I was like, yo. Because cause, uh, Ashlyn pointed out that Zendaya is like one of my uh, celebrity crushes or whatever, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't trust you if, if I was Zendaya's like, not." I was like, oh, Zendaya, okay. I was like, "Yeah, like," and then Marissa Tomei came out. I said, "But that right there, I said that that that's it right there." I'm a guess. I'm a guess. Said, I'm a guess. I'm a guess top three here. It's it's Marissa Tomei. It's Zendaya, and is is Linda Gord or uh, what's her name? Linda Cardellini? Yeah, bro, bro, yes. So, no. Uh, and then uh, Florence Pugh might replace, I don't know. So, uh, she's got a top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Florence Pugh, she's fine. She can cook, though. That, I just want to cook with her. I don't even care. I don't even care if I get some play. I just want to cook with her. That's it. Simple. She seems fun to be around. Ew, that was disgusting. <laughs> I really have to watch that movie. I do oh, too. Yeah, oh, no. making inside jokes I know. They, yeah, my bad. Every like TikTok 
you are such I've a only seen i'm glad every tiktok i've only seen of black widow is just of her and her, oh, yeah. her alone yeah it's it's just talking about how hot she is She's, she's, yeah. she is far and away like and this was like going into it i saw a tweet that was like for for future reference everybody i liked florence Pugh before she was in a marvel movie oh mm. uh, no nah. i mean like i i'd seen her in midsummer and stuff yeah. so, like i knew about her but like her I she just her, like fighting with family yeah, but just her uh, look in this movie was like just it is on I, she, it was just now i'm seeing her more consistently like it was like i saw her in midsummer and then didn't really see much I get you. And then, like, bang, she's a little woman. Like, she's been in some big stuff. Uh, But now she's in a Marvel movie, which is going to make millions of dollars, and she's going to become one of the most famous actresses on Earth. Love it. Uh, Love that for her. Love that for her, too. And see, that's (laughs) why if you are offered a Marvel movie in any capacity, you say yes. For example, did you guys see that Michael Waldron, the head writer of this series, had not watched Avengers until May? You know the movie that set up this look? Avengers. <laughs> like until this most recent May? This May. May 2021. He wow. tweeted about it. You're telling me that this man wrote the story for this TV show having not watched Avengers. D- hey. And don't you think that makes a little sense given the treatment of Loki's character? Like, I really think... Loki could have been replaced by any character in the MCU and they could have maintained the story. You know what I'm saying? Like they could like changed a few details, like in terms of like what bothers them. This really makes me believe that there is a council on Marvel that is just nerds that know everything. Oh, it gives an opportunity for someone who has zero Marvel knowledge to literally watch the movies in the same, like, you know, like, Dude didn't know really anything. I just think there's just a panel of Marvel nerds that are like, no, that that's just impossible. Like they're like they have the say. Like I feel like Favreau, Feige are like the main two of this council. There's a story group. Yeah, there's well, there's the there's the Timekeeper Council, of of, course. And but they're just massive fucking nerds. And the, the same goes for Star Wars. Like they, they, like this is something Disney has. Like they have story groups that mm-hmm. do ultimately not have final say, but have a a, a, a great deal of influence yeah. in the story. I, yeah, they're I, never going to have final say on the story, but I feel like they will have like final say and like being like, "Hey, that thing that you wanted to add in, no fucking chance, unacceptable." And it, it and I, I appreciate getting someone who hadn't seen Avengers to write this because it does give us an opportunity to have a really new, really fresh perspective of a character we love, which I think we absolutely got with this version of Loki. We've never seen him be head over heels in love, you know, and there's a reason a lot of Loki fans feel like it's out of character for this Loki because this motherfucker hadn't watched Loki before. Uh, You know what? On second thought, now that I hear that hate this entire TV show, Hate it. I mean, it's it's like it, it gives it a little. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm like, joking. If you, I love- if you watch Marvel yeah. for the continuity, like the 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 character continuity, them maintaining them exactly. Like I'm okay with some switches every now and then. You know, like you don't see it. You don't see it a whole time. Wait. What, Joe? I just I saw the wheels turning in Joe's head, and I'm trying to figure out what he's. I'm trying to what he could have like latched onto. Yeah, I said I don't no, know when. When did the multiverse 
Like, cause it's not 2012. Like, they're. So, I think the way that they're going with it is as soon as the multiverse branched, it then became like the multiverses had always been separate. Yeah. They were literally being created, though, in front of our eyeballs. They were branching off. They were not being created. They were branching off from the timeline. They were all running on the same timeline. Yeah, but once those branch off and are now operating on their own timeline because of the whole, like, because these timelines exist on, like, the closed loop, once it branches off onto its new timeline, it is then has always been on that new timeline to them. So if I'm on Earth, this happens. I don't realize anything has changed. Everything that you have lived before that is then never existed and everything in this new timeline that you now exist in has been your entire life. So it overwrites everything that has happened and will happen. I don't, I don't exactly agree with that. I think once it branches, it's branching from whatever, like say you, it's branching from infinite nexus events. Yeah, exactly. So literally everything that could happen, happen is going to happen. Yeah. So like if you if you Whoa. experience a nexus event and you end up branching from a to like a new timeline, you still remember what happened on the other timeline. Yeah, timeline uh, yeah, I yeah, I did say that. I everything after that, yes, but it's it's kind of like every nexus event that has ever happened is happening at the same time. And so yeah. all of these multiverses that exist, you know, this multiverse exists because this nexus event happened in the timeline. It that is then that whole timeline has always existed now for that multiverse. Yeah. So literally not one thing that not one thing mattered before Loki and Sylvie went up to that office then. Not a well, thing. I mean, it, in the sense that none of them had free will, yeah. Literally nothing has mattered until this point. I mean, no, it's all mattered, but no, it has no, all always no, was going no, to happen. Nope. I mean, nope. Joe, that's a really shitty way to look at the story being told, though. But that's what it is. No, because even if you don't have if this was real life, if this was real life, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But also, no, regardless, even if it's even if even if it is real life, even if there was no free will, I mean, it still all mattered. It was always going to happen, but it still all mattered. You still lived it, but none of my choices were my own at all. But the choices were still made, and you still lived that lived out those choices as a mindless just. No, you still have a mind. Blood. Not you just really. don't know that the mind has already been decided for you. You don't have a mind at that point. You still have a mind. So what's the difference between us and a computer? They have a brain they can think. We think we have free will. They do not. We control their will. That's the we only have, difference between us and them. We have a soul, them. Joseph. We have a soul. So chickens, they got a soul too, and we just kind of... No, fuck chickens. Mm. Yeah. They do. I don't know. It's very interesting. Well, I mean, them. literally nah, nothing mattered until that point. On the scale of the universe, nothing mattered before that point. I mean, I'll let, I'll let you have. I'll let you have it. Uh, well, but actually, no. Yes, it did still matter because even though, like, even though your choices were made for you, say you loved your family. No, but as soon as you get free will, are you going to be like, well, fuck that. That was decided for me. Fuck my family. You know, like, no, no. but not even that argument. This, these choices were made on all these other timelines in this original, like our, you know, our universe, our multiverse. Here's these choices were being made correctly. Like these were people's choices because he was, he based every other timeline 
based on what timeline his universe ran on. I think it's like this. Here's how I'm going to view the decision that Sylvie made Joseph, and, how, and the outcome and the <laughs> outcome of it. I'm going to view this simply put like you remember in uh what is it Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Is that the, the yeah. most recent one? When they when yeah. when at the end she releases all of the dinosaurs? Mhm. I feel like that's the decision Sylvie has made. Essentially. Yeah. And and simply, I refuse to believe that that doesn't matter. You can't you can't make that insignificant. You can't say that didn't matter. I disagree. Now, because Loki has not shit to show for it, and Sylvie is absolutely destroyed by what she's watching unfold and what she did. I I get it. It might seem like it was for nothing, but it definitely was not nothing. Like that has significance. If you look at the universe in real life, it's very depressing in every way. But we're talking about Marvel here, so we don't have to we don't even have to get into that. We can just talk about it as a Marvel universe. My thing is that like I think what they're trying to say more is what we've seen until this point is just the you know, fairy tale Marvel where it's you know everything's right, written in Hollywood style where our heroes are gonna win. And, you know, it happens in a crazy way like Endgame. You know, it's a beautiful... Did you say Loki and Sylvie won? What did they win? Movies were just like, villains are just like, fuck the heroes. This is, this is their informal way of saying anything can happen. Like, we're not going to... Like, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows anymore, I think is what How they are saying. The last two biggest Marvel movies, Thanos killed half of the entire universe. The but, next one, Tony Stark fucking died. Black Widow but, died. What are you talking about? He brought back everyone, and it was a happy moment. Everyone, you know, obviously for yeah, the Avengers, it's everyone a sad, else. Like Iron Man, it's a cost. It has a cost. It's you can't call that sunshine and rainbows. Look at what Wanda did. She looked like she was sunshine and rainbows. We're gonna have to classify, like canonized marvel stuff now what if is not canon but it is because literally anything is canon technically but yeah. nothing is canon oh my God. seriously though it, yeah. it, like th- this is like marvel well yeah I, I i'm with you but i think you're just emphasizing too much importance on it it's just kind of like yeah that's the case now you know like but that's all like before this, we had always assumed that there was like we had before knowing that there wasn't a multiverse, people were thinking that there was a multiverse. And so people would just like any time that there's the existence of the multiverse, there's always an infinite number of timelines where literally everything that you could ever possibly think of has happened. And as such, it's not really like it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that's my thing too, is that, like, I think Joe's concern, like, not Joe's concern, but what Joe's point is, it could become a problem if they do start to make projects that aren't in line with this. Like, if they start making one-off projects that literally have nothing to do with anything. Uh, this could be the downfall of Marvel. It won't be, though. Like, but they, it very well gonna, could be. I mean, it could be. Uh, if, if, if they, they start uh, going in the DC route of, hey, we can make any story we want. We're just going to do it now. We, we're not going to have any, you know, real sense of continuity. And that's the thing is that, like, they can't, this opened up the opportunity for them to start doing that. 
but they won't only do that. Yeah. They're gonna they're also, gonna keep continuing this story as much as they possibly can. Also, DC's downfall has never been, you know, they've gone with you know too many stories or things like that. It's been the stories that they've done have not been done well. Yeah, not it, like it, no one's gripe with with you know. Spider-Man versus or Spider Superman versus Batman was like I hate the idea of Batman and Superman fighting. It's like no, it was just the way you did it wasn't good, and that's Marvel's Marvel's problem has never been you know it is never going to be I don't like the fact that you did this story. It'll be if if the if suddenly the writing and the directing just goes down to the shitter and that we've never seen that you know that that, that possibility come up from Marvel so far. Arguably, a lot of people fucking despise this series for yeah, its writing well, and its direction. Yeah, but those are, you know, I only like the classic movies. Uh, the, uh, I only like the old timey movies. My superhero movies suck. Suck me off. Suck me mm-hmm. off. Control me, daddy. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I do I do think there is cause for not concern but like being weary. You know, like this I mean, sure, it could go poorly. I don't think it will. I think they'll do just fine. I think that if they want to start telling one off stories, I invite that. I'll watch them, I'll enjoy them. Yeah. And uh I however, I don't think they will start creating one off stories at the cost of the continuous canonized stories they've already started. Yeah. They'll they'll keep that going as long as they possibly can. I have I have zero doubt of that. Uh, what we do have to realize though is that not everything will involve the multiverse. Like that's sometimes that shit just won't matter. Uh, like with uh, probably Shang Chi. Uh, I don't feel like they're going to branch into the multiverse much. Eternals doesn't even seem like they're going to touch on multiverse a ton. Talk about the weirdest uh, place to get into the multiverse. If we get like some, you know, massive multiverse ramifications from fucking Shang Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, things, but like it's, you never know. We get, oh, it's we get possible. With major implications all the time. Like, it's, yeah, no, I just mean like, it's possible, but with, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man No Way Home on the on the horizon. I highly doubt they say, nah, let's give it to you in Shang-Chi. <laughs> oh no, I'm with you. And here's yeah. the thing is that they've made it clear that like the multiversal stories are those. They've already made it clear that Shang-Chi isn't one of them. So like I'm I don't think that I obviously don't think they'll involve that, but like Moon Knight, that's not gonna be multiversal. That's just gonna be fucking Moon Knight, you know? Like and it's not gonna detract from anything we've seen i don't think just on on the grounds of it being a solo story you know like it's just gonna it's gonna play into our canon as we've as we've seen before i also think i also think for the most part we're gonna marvel's mostly gonna focus on what is so far the mcu and the rest of the the multiverses will come in and be like you know they will be part parts of of certain stories but i don't even think they'll be a major part of most stories I think most stories will stay in the MCU and then every once in a while we'll branch out into the multiverse for whatever purpose. I'm with you 100%. I think that like, uh, I think what this also does, them opening the multiverse gives you the, the ability to be like, fuck it. Venom's happening somewhere. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is happening somewhere. Oh, like man. all these things are happening somewhere. Like Marvel MCU isn't directly telling you that. And Disney's not directly telling you that, but with infinite realities, 
any of these stories that we've ever seen from Marvel at any point could be happening somewhere. And that makes it in some way for some people, I'm sure it will make them go, ah, that's kind of fucking cool. I like this movie more now. Uh, and for me, I already, I already liked most of them. I don't think that fact is going to improve. No, that's what, no, I hated those movies before, but now that I know that they're technically part of the MCU, love them. Yeah. See, like, Every movie like I go that. into, I go into, is this a part of the MCU? Yes or no? And if the answer is no, I, I just close my eyes. I love how you form your opinions. It's just like, yeah. oh, more people hate it? I like it. <laughs> and don't blame you. Yeah, well, and it's the converse as well. So more people love it? Fuck it. Garbage. Fuck it. Uh, fuck Toto. But <laughs> I... I, for one, think that this this story was – it ended up being so-so. I will say that having – having ha- what is that? Kyler, are you watching some? What the fuck? <laughs> we could hear no, – all- yeah, we can't hear anything anymore, but we could hear that, like, the cheers. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was cheering like, on your opinion. opinion. <laughs> uh, However, do you guys know where I was? You were saying the story was so-so. Ah, okay. You're, you're a it, it has ended. I, I don't like, I think comparison is the uh, death of joy and all. However, I do think that of the Disney Plus series we've gotten, in the end, I liked watching the other two front to back more. I think that uh, this Loki series is fun. It was good. However, I don't think it was as seamlessly done as the other two shows. And maybe that's because it is a multi-season show. I have to wait to get it all. But as of as of right now, the one season we've gotten, I don't think it stands. If they would have told us, okay, here's what I'll say. Seasons here's what I'll say. That's I think all it is. Because think about how Mando season one was viewed. That show as a standalone one season. If that was it. Think about how like how pissed and cynical we would have been, but that was clearly set up for two seasons. So then, when you watch it, obviously you take that ending and you're like, "Man, this season was pretty good, but man, season two, I can't wait to see all this stuff culminate." That's a good point. You so I think like WandaVision obviously feels really like way more fun of a watch, and I agree. I enjoyed watching that show front to back more, but it's so unfair because like that show was all tied together at the end for the most also, part. For the most part. Also, you think about how much how much runtime we got. Like, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, those were both, like, total runtime, very, like, long, long shows. Because, like, I think, wasn't WandaVision, like, the equivalent of, like, three movies almost? Yeah. And same and thing I with like- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And this was, like, four and a half hours max. See, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, no, you are. You're saying this you fucking bad. hated it, and it was garbage. I'm telling you that I liked the other shows more is all. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that's not just from a I haven't gotten all the information standpoint. That's from the stories they've told standpoint And for me. Uh, that's fair. I mean, you I can't judge Loki on what hasn't happened yet. You, you can't. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I understand. I, I just, like... As just, enjoyable as it was to see this character, and like I said, just how like how much I responded to like Loki actually coming so full circle, so much more before he even considers it, and even when like 
Because think about it, it's like Ragnarok, he kind of gets his act together. But even then, he's still being greedy and selfish and still thinking about his own motivations. So it's like that growth is so much further away from where this Loki is. And he makes it all in this quick. And like he makes that switch. That just was like that carries a lot of weight with me. And I don't know. I just like it has the opposite effect for me. Okay. I don't think he earned this shit one bit. Uh, I and I do think they had to, for the sake of time. Okay. Like, but if it if like, it was gonna happen to Loki, was it? Isn't it not so I like stupidly ironic, but so Loki that it's with essentially himself. Like, like who? Sylvie? Yeah. Like was that's a Loki. Like that. That to me makes it. So earned because, yeah, it might be fucked up. He looked his brother in the face that he grew up with loving and his mom, and he caused pretty much caused his mom's death. He is stabbed Thor in the back more times than you can count, essentially is responsible for driving his dad out of Asgard. But look at what happens when he fucking falls in love with himself. <laughs> Shocker. Like, it's it, it's not earned. Like, it's fucked up, but it's so earned. You can't deny it that that isn't you know, the most low-key way for him to redeem himself. I think that by the end of this series, he would have earned it. Like the, the emotions he's showing at the end, I fuck with it. I love, I love him being like Sylvie. No, please, like I love all that, and I, I love where his head's at. And I think that if they hadn't had him watch his whole arc in the TVA and then be like, "Fuck it, I'm done," I would have been more okay with it. But he seemed to kind of just. Resign himself a little bit to Sylvie. But like, think about like, who else, I'm though. You also now you also have classic Loki. You have Alligator Loki. You have all the other Lokis that have inspired him. He's looked at. He's seen so much more in such a rapid amount of time. In in a sense, I'm not going to sit here and deny what he saw on uh, the, the on Loki's ship and what 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 came to happen and what he had to witness. But I'm just saying he saw all of Loki's old art. All of like where he, the path he was headed down, the rest of that arc. He has seen what happened to classic Loki, to Gator Loki, all these other Lokis and how insufferable they are, all are, and how predictable it is that what they're going to do and that they can't like simply put that aside. I just think it makes so much sense. And like to, to put it plainly, like to, to go back to the Sopranos, like Tony says after he, oh wait, I don't know if you've seen this. I may not be able to spoil this. Oh shit! I don't think I can tell you. I just, I just go over it. I'm not gonna. I, I've not listened to it or watched it, but I don't really care. So, and I don't, well, I don't want to be the only one that hears that, your reference this, and okay. no one understands. I'll, it. I'll say this: is that Loki has a newfound appreciation and like new insight on life. Like it's much different. He's seen what happened with. Because look at Mobius; those were all healthy things for the most part. By the end of them, those were all healthy relationships. Yeah. I'm with it. So, like, so for me, it just makes it, like, it makes it make sense for me. I just want to say one thing real quick. I think that the the, the difference here is if you take 2012 Loki and give him this character arc, which is essentially what happened, he he hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned this this good story arc. But if you give – take 2012, you know, 20, you know, in – or, yeah – 
Infinity War Loki, who's lived all that, and then give him this character arc, he's completely earned it because he's gone through all that. And he hasn't really gone – like the 2012 Loki that we – our Loki, the the variant Loki, obviously hasn't really gone through the rest of his story. But he's at least seen it and knows what happens, and it's affected him. Is that like – I guess that maybe – they even show that in Thor that Loki wasn't always bad. Uh, he he literally says to Thor, I never wanted a fucking throne. I just wanted to be your equal. You know? Uh, so, I mean... Is I it really Loki's fault in the first place even that he's making these decisions? Yes, because the original version of him made these decisions. Did he, though? Yes. All right, Joe, for the sake of talking about characters, I'm going to need you to fuck off with the none of it matters thing. Uh, I know. But what I'll say about Loki's arc that I really like is I don't really care that it's Loki. I, it could have been any arc, you know, ever. What it's showing is that you're taking the most basically black and white character, guy who hates everyone that's not himself or even hates himself too. You know, it's this guy has no way of ever thinking in a way that you would think a hero could. And then you show him the reality of the universe, and the switch is almost immediate. Like, the dude realizes what's actually going on, and he's like, oh, my God. Like, I have just been, like, wasting my life doing what I've done. I've been the biggest asshole in existence and I think for that no arc, fucking maybe, reason. You know, whether saying Loki's earned it or not, I don't really care about that. I'm just saying the arc itself is so cool to show someone as Loki becoming who he is now, which is never never a Loki that we thought we'd see. You know. I'm I'm with that. I, I and I uh Well I we have seen this Loki and it was for thirty seconds in Infinity War where he gave up his life and then and then immediately died afterwards and we're like, this is how we're gonna fucking end with Loki. We're never gonna see Tom Hiddleston again because he wanted to he wanted to give up his life, but now we get to continue seeing this Loki. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm cool with the, uh, I guess I, ultimately I am more cool with this story than I wasn't. I am more than anything else making conversation with you guys. Uh, I am I am reflecting a lot of the gripes that my girlfriend had with the series because I want to hear. I, and you guys are knocking it out of the park for me. You're making it a lot better for me. Uh, but. Are you just gonna instead of like talking to her about it? Are you just gonna be like, here, listen, to, listen to them tell you why. Prefer to one yeah, hour and ten minutes. Is that everything? What you say? Refer to one hour and ten minutes and then re, re- cons- you know conversate with me. And and think about your think about your opinion <laughs> and come back. No, I'd see like I. The point she's raised though, I was with like that's that's what ultimately made me go, oh okay, because I'm. I'm the watch television and love whatever the fuck I'm looking at type of guy. You know, like, I don't need a ton for you to satisfy me. However, there are a lot of people with a lot of fair gripes about this show. And uh, I like I like to make them all feel heard Listen, on the Listen, we podcast, get it. You, you know hate the doppelbanging, Colton. Move on. <laughs> I never had a problem with it. I, I'm okay with the whole Sylvia Sylvie, not Loki Fuck it, they're together. Nah, Loki and Loki are fucking. I, I do think that because they didn't ultimately uh, make the villain, I think that they 
I'm okay with them doing Kang, obviously, for the setup of everything. Thematically, though, it would have made a ton of sense for it to be a Loki at the top of this thing. I was so convinced. After what we've got, after not getting the big thing in, like, Wanda and all these other shows, I was so convinced. They're not going to do that. Oh, you know they did that shit on purpose. Yeah. They were like, we're going to hit you. We're going to hit you hard. Oh, you didn't get it. And then we're going to hit you, and we're going to hit you hard, and you're going to think you're not getting it, but then, bam, we're going to give it to you. You know what okay. I'm saying? And it's like, fuck you for that. With everyone saying, like, it makes sense for it to be a Loki, it should be a Loki, like, I don't really follow, because, like, this is a Loki show, <laughs> yes, but this is, like, this is the biggest thing to happen in the MCU, and why give it to Loki, and not, like, a character like Kang? That Kang and time and the quantum realm is like the phase five, phase six, big bad. Like, I got the Loki gripe going into the finale. Mm-hmm. After the finale, given the circumstances of the finale, them saying this is the guy Thanks. who created uh, it all, he's the one who remains, da 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 da. It wouldn't make sense for it to be Loki. However, going into that, knowing none of it, it would have made sense for that guy to have existed, a different Loki variant to have gotten there and taken over, like that Kang had offered. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Like, that that would have made sense. I don't think it would have made sense for Loki to have created the TVA. That would have been way out of character and been like, wait, what the fuck? It's crazy. Um, like, I, I thought coming into this pod, we'd be going for at least four or five hours. You know, there'd be something so massive. I mean, obviously the multiverse is massive, but it's like you can't really theorize or talk about it. It's just something that, like, you're just going to have to accept what comes on screen when it comes on screen. Like, there's nothing we can really theorize about because they can literally do anything they want, which is insane. I mean, the the most we can theorize is like what we're going to see in season two. Yeah. And at this point, I have no idea because I don't know where it falls in the timeline. Well, yeah. So it's like. That's the big thing is like we don't know if Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is going to like what is if Loki is going to be in that. Is that after we get all of this stuff revol- resolved with the TVA or before? Is it, or well, does he abandon the TVA? Does he have to get the fuck out of there and get into whatever with Doctor Strange? Does Doctor Strange stumble across the TVA? Is that going to be a part of, like, Imagine, what's going to fucking happen? Just because, so I feel like, without thinking about timeline and everything else that's going on, I feel like season two would be Logie getting back to Sylvie or the correct, you know, the correct multiverse, let's say. But thinking about the timeline, what if crazy world we get Loki in like next like January, Loki season two, before Multiverse of Madness? See, there is the distinct possibility that like I I thought that like maybe they were just like, here's my thing. The news about Kate Heron not directing and Michael Waldron not writing potentially is what made me go, okay, we're not getting this shit anytime soon. Uh because if they had stayed on, I would be on with the theory that they'd already written it and they were ready to film it as soon as this shit ended. You know what I'm saying? And then like that shit could be out or like not early. Tw- I guess they could start airing it around. It'd be a really quick turnaround if they aired it in January. That'd be like some. Oh, it'd be a quick turnaround. Thing. But I mean, I'm saying like well, here's in a, your in thing, a though. What if they had it written like, from the beginning? Some of it and done it. WandaVision got what? How many episodes? Thirteen? Nine. Nine? Okay, Loki yeah, was six. So, yeah. I mean, how out of the cards is it if WandaVision shot nine episodes? I mean, what if they just kept right on rolling and shot it all? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the fact that she didn't direct and, and yeah, right, right, right. That unless kind of, they that brought them on, it all in one sitting. Unless they brought them on to also then film the rest while they were still there, which they could have done. It would have been weird, but you know, yeah. Marvel likes to do weird shit. Multiverse of Madness. In Multiverse of Madness, we're confirmed to get Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Uh, I'd be I'd be cool with. You know, it being just another version of Loki that looks like Tom Hiddleston. However, you lose the whole the character you've come to know sort of thing. We could get like a really wild variant of Loki, which could be cool, like as a character element. But then it gets a little confusing. Now we've got two Lokis in our universe who look the exact same, and we're going to officially follow two Lokis. I mean, we already know. Uh, Technically, we already know we have at least two Lokis who look the same because we have fucking President Loki. Yeah, he got his arm ripped off. I mean, yeah, he got his arm ripped off. Don't have to worry about him. but I mean, like, if they were to bring a whole ass other Loki to be a character in Multiverse of Madness for like the whole movie, then it would be like, ooh, we're yeah. with some weird characters. Just give him a scar on his face, easily discernible. You know, it's yeah. as easy as that. Just black eye or something. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like if we did get a, a another like version of Loki that was in Multiverse of Madness, it would be like. Either one where it's like you're getting an arm ripped off or something from the very beginning so we can tell who you are, or it's like you're going to be on screen for two minutes and then we're going to leave your multiverse. (laughs) And see, that's the thing is that in the multiverse of madness, Tom Hiddleston appearing as Loki could be as simple as being in it for two or three minutes. Like you never know because – the multiverse is fucking big. Yeah, it could be them jumping uh, from like multiverse to multiverse. They jump in and they jump what in. What is Doctor like, Strange Loki standing in front of everyone? You know, what if, like being crowned king or whatever. What if Doctor like, Strange oh. like used the TVA for help, and that's where Loki comes in? Well, and see, I'm I'd be cool with that too. Or yeah, at the yeah, end, couldn't you see? What if you saw at the end, like in a post credit scene or something, like Loki? Getting in touch with Doctor Strange and telling him what he's what's happened—that's Loki's play. Like he has no allies in the TVA right now. He reaches out to Doctor Strange and tells him what's going on. Like yo, well, and I like, mean, like yo, that's a thing. That's not a post credits. That happens towards yeah. the beginning of the movie. How does he get uh, back? Think? Okay, I didn't How know. How does he get, get back? Is that the yeah? TVA? That has back. to be that has to be a season two thing. There's no way but they have him no being, getting ramification back. for it. If he goes back to the sacred timeline. Like, I don't know. Said, I mean, well, I guess there isn't. I don't. I don't know. Like, is it as simple as him just being like, "I'm, I'm going to go talk to Doctor Strange." I'm, I'm back, bitches. At this point, the multiverse is in madness. What are they doing? That's true. Is this, is this this Kang's mission to shut down all the other timelines through the TVA? Wait, well, he could be using uh, for this Kang. It very well may be like he was using the TVA, like. Once that one in his multiverse, it all split up to him, and then he is now deciding. All right, the multiverses are out there. I'm fucking conquering everything. Wait, wait, wait. what's on their TV? Like, do they just see? The- they also see the sacred because to them, the they sacred timeline is their sacred timeline, or is their timeline, not so our timeline. Are they being lied to? And like, but the, like, okay. So Kang lied to him last time, but it was kind of real. Like it was one ring, it was one sacred timeline, but like now this time he's lying to him and it's not real at all. Like it's completely different. So or maybe it is. What if, what if now we're dealing with the Council of Kangs, the Kang Conference? They all got together. The and were Kang like, Conference. Wait, but what if this is just the big loop? What if this is the end of the loop and the beginning of the loop and then it just ends up doing the same thing every single time? 
Well, Kang did imply that's exactly what. That's, yeah, that's what he said. No, He would another one of him would take over, find Elioth, use it to reset. Not what I mean. Not what I mean. I mean oh, like, okay. this is the the story that is like this is the end and start of the of the loop is whenever Kang dies from Loki and Sylvie, and then just basically it just goes right back. Like I mean, it's like. Yeah, that's. What but I don't, it's not what I'm trying. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's really weird. It's I don't. We don't know. Either. I had it, and then I, I. Yeah, I know. It was. It was. <laughs> it was a fleeting thought. Yeah. I. I, I mean. Okay. If Kang started this multiversal war to begin with, would make sense if it started with him from this version of himself dying. You know, maybe this is the start of the multiversal war. This is how it starts. Whenever the Kang that you know controlled basically every other Kang is dead makes sense and he resolved said war but he that's the thing is that he's not there to resolve it any longer so like the previous version of that guy is gonna resolve it and then but it's like different it's not the same though that's the thing it is the same story but in a different way because yeah he never said that the same version of him would restore it he just said a version of me yeah a, a you know Nathaniel Richards would would conquer every other timeline and and have then a set timeline until you know full circle again someone comes and you know says fuck you and kills him and then you know it all goes over and over again if he's right but I mean it's not like we've are we to now are we to now is, is this is this the only TVA still or like what's no, every, going on every multiverse has a TVA are you kidding me but no. But, but yes, he, because we already know there's at least two TVAs. Every multiverse they, has a TVA. No, no, no. The TVA exists outside it's, of. No, it's outside of the timeline. Yeah, it's it's but, one, but one now every, company. No, it's, it's just, outside of. The, mm. We know there has to be multiple. T, we know there's at least two TVAs because there's clearly a TVA from the sacred timeline and a TVA from this new mult or from our multiverse. And then there's a TVA from this different multiverse. So that would lead you to assume that there, every single multiverse that Kang Did sets up a TVA. Also. So, so what we're, what we're saying here is that if the TVA is in the quantum realm, the quantum realm is also affected by the multiverse. Like, yeah. The quantum Are you realm kidding me? Just the quantum of course realm? it is. Okay. So what's your problem with it then, Joe? No, nothing. It's just whenever time is involved in multiverses and timelines, it all just kind of gets abstract. And I kind of just talk out loud, you know, to maybe spark something. I I wasn't really heading anywhere in specific. Um, I guess it's really all I do. You know, I don't really head anywhere in specific. I kind of just go. And then if it takes off, I'm like, hey, I did something there. Hey, I did something there. Okay, so... The one, so say we have one quantum realm on the sacred timeline. When the multiverse opens, as many quantum realms exist now. Yeah. Okay. I just want I just wanted to clear that up because I would assume the quantum realm is just kind of like a. I would assume it is a oh, part if, of the multi of of each individual universe. Is quantum mania just the title? Is just the quantum mania title version of multiverse of madness? Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah, that's. I think that's exactly what it is. Uh, well, actually, just, they'll deal with the multiverse shit. They'll deal with the 
Who actually? Who knows? Now. Maybe there is only one quant like quantum realm, but then there can be multiple T, you know, an infinite number of TVAs inside of this quantum realm, regardless. But maybe there's only one quantum realm, and the reason there's quantum mania is because whenever you go in, there's no telling you come out at the in the right multiverse. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm. I see. That's the thing is they're just gonna have to fucking seal this shit up somehow because I'm lost. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's hard to act like, dude. It's it's all a crapshoot. Like nobody really knows. That's what sucks. We're all equally as right and wrong. Yeah, because nobody knows what the fuck is happening. Uh, nah, I'm more and right. The answer with the TVA specifically. I don't think we're gonna get any of that until season two of Loki. Like, oh, Multiverse no. Madness won't address the TVA. Uh, that's that's I why think. I think. That right there is why I think we're either going to get a different Loki or a like, or we're going to get a different Loki and he's either going to be killed or it's going to be like a two second Loki because they would have to go through the TVA to get to our Loki. And I just doubt they go, they deal with the TVA and multiverse of madness. Yeah, I mean, but do they almost have to at this point? Like. If, is Doctor Strange like? What's Doctor Strange's goal? Like, what is the point of that movie? Is it like just to try and feel like survive? Like, what's the deal? Like, what's his intention here? Who fucking knows? I, like I, I said, know. man, it's tough. Yeah, I like, think we're. I think we're like where yeah, Wandavision we're, left us. Okay, at done. least with Wandavision, it was somewhat wrapped up. Like I'll say, like they didn't put a bow on it, but they put a they put some newspaper no, around it. Well, they, they put, didn't even. It wasn't wrapping paper, but they, well, they gave but, it the newspaper with, wrap. But like this is like massive scale stakes here for the yeah. phase four, the future. And we have gotten like, they, they put this in a fucking ripped up price chopper bag with, and it was a liquid <laughs> that it was carrying. And, and like, that's why it's so different a liquid. Is, is WandaVision. We thought we were going to get these huge ramifications from, and we didn't. And then they could, because of that, they could still neatly tie the newspaper around it. You know, Falcon and the winter soldier, we didn't get these massive ramifications so they could neatly tie it up. This we got these massive ramifications, and now we're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yep. And the only real problem, and the only reason we're not able to theorize, isn't because, like, obviously we can theorize all we want about a season two. The problem is that there's like five fucking movies until then. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the fact that Loki's appearing in them, like, how's that work? What the fuck? Uh, I I, I'm at a loss. Yeah. And uh, pretty much. Maybe it's time to cut the losses. Is that like? Do you guys have much else to say? Like, I don't think so. This, I mean, other than Miss Minutes knew everything all along. Apparently, <laughs> fucking yeah. I think Joe was right there whenever he said Miss, Miss Minutes was was on some fuck shit. And he went. She she knew everything the whole time. Uh, so interesting. She was in the position we thought Renslayer was in the entire time. Uh fascinating i look forward to seeing more of miss minutes because you know we will uh i bet you we get a marvel short with miss minutes i that's actually probably a very fair bet uh i don't have much else to say though anything else about this loki season finale 
Okay. It's just you got all this show. All that can be taken away is it's just what's ahead. That's all there is to guess about. What's ahead? What are we gonna get? That's the only. I like. I think that's all you can. You can't. There isn't a like Colton. You said like this show standing alone is this one season isn't enough. Yeah. So sure. so you're. It's gonna have to be about when do we see this stuff get wrapped up, which comes tidbits and maybe multiverse of madness. And then Loki season two, which is X amount of days away. Who knows? So I think that's all it is. It's just about what's ahead, and that'll change how we perceive this show a ton. And a lot of that'll probably go the same for WandaVision and uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. I think it's all three of those shows likely get aged better or poorly, depending on how those arcs pan out in their movies. That's simply as it goes. That's probably that's probably fair, you know? Uh yeah, I mean, as it stands, I liked Loki. It was a fun watch. I'll uh, say this. This is, my, I guess, my closing remark in that regard. I think Loki has the biggest, like, the the tallest ceiling. This show has the most potential to, to, yeah. to improve. Lowest, lowest floor, highest ceiling. Exactly. I, I think you're yeah. – you're, you're definitely drafting this show on what's to come, not just yeah. the standalone power of it. So to me, this show, this is, I think this is the sleeper pick. This ha- yes, agreed. It has the most potential to age and improve better because of what happens. So, fuck Bret Hart. Uh, that's, it. that's all I have to say about the end of this episode. Uh, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. It was the last edition of Loki's Losers. For now. Uh, for now. We'll be back for season two, uh, whenever that may be. Uh, I was Colton Robertson. I was jo- joined by uh, Joseph George. Thank you very much. Any last thoughts on Loki before we get out of here? Other than I'm sorry that I didn't have any super outlandish uh, phase seven theory for you guys. Um, but, uh, no, I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, can't wait to be back for season two. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Uh, thank you, Miles Buttress, very much. Hey, I'm in. You know, happy to be here. Um, happy to be back anytime. Anytime. You know, would you be back next week? Even next week, and then also, maybe you know, like in tomorrow in, or the next day, maybe. Maybe, and then also potentially in the next six to twelve months. <laughs> somewhere around there. Somewhere yeah, somewhere in that there. wide range of time. Uh, Thank you, Kyler Barnett, once again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also want to clear something up. When I said fuck Bret Hart, I didn't uh, mean the Canadian WWE superstar. I meant a uh, a person that I know named Bret Hart who who told him to speed the fuck up. Uh, And frankly, I won't stand for it. We take our time, even though we are wrapping up right as he told us to hurry up. Um We did that from our own free will, not because you told us to. I have free will. Nobody's controlling me, Daddy. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you will find a a great Patreon over the next couple days. I'm going to split it up. Okay, good. uh, So that I don't dump three (laughs) hours of Patreon on your front door here and make this a five-hour episode. Uh, I'll probably probably throw it in 45 minutes at a time. Uh, and increasingly over the next few weeks, those Patreons will become more and more unhinged. So have fun with that. Uh, go to twitter.com.com 
and uh, follow us at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. Also, if any of you have some information regarding the Canadian WWE superstar Bret Hart and the reason why I was right in saying fuck him, let me know. Bye. Alright, so now I am joined by none other than the magnificent Aurora Carter. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me back, always. Oh, always happy to have you. And oh, although this was the last episode of Loki, it certainly won't be the last this podcast sees of you, Aurora. So I am, uh, I'm, I'm happy you're here. But let's talk this finale of Loki for all time. Always. How'd you feel? overall? How'd you feel? It left me pretty um, confused. I mean, it definitely like. <sighs> The, like the way like Sylvie was towards the end, it kind of like I understand why like to really push the plot in the whole um was it Kong Kang the Kong Kang Kang like I understand that whole like the reason why she had to do it and the whole multi like I understand it it's just it, it left me more with big questions like Mobius and B fifteen not remembering Loki like like how quickly the multiverse changed, like how quickly it changed. And that was just, wow. So yeah, I mean, I've watched it. I've watched it three times now. Uh, I have a little bit better of an understanding of that last scene than I think I did before. Mm -hmm. Like on first watch, I I got to the end. I was, I was actually a little disappointed and confused, you know, like I was like, (laughs) like I was just kind of like, Oh, okay. Like, we're just gonna we're gonna go this route you know and given more time to think uh you know the multiverse had already started branching when sylvie pushes loki through that door he ends up in a different timeline that's what i thought too yes he's in a different tva uh at least as far as i can tell uh but it it left it, it certainly left me wanting and there's a reason we got confirmed that we're getting a loki season two like they've they knew they were going to leave us wanting. They were like, "We're not going to finish this story yet, and you guys just have to be okay with that." Like, and yeah. I think it's a it's a hardcore adjustment, you know, because like we watched WandaVision, knowing we were going to get all the answers in the finale. Like, this was going to be that was going to be it. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was an isolated miniseries. I do wish that I could have known they might have been doing the multi season thing for Loki to have changed my perspective on the viewing of it. You know, like I mm-hmm. I was convinced throughout the whole season that we were going to come full circle all answers everything you wanted and we did get plenty obviously you know uh we figure out that this uh variant of kang the conqueror is the person who has been running the tva created the tva and isolated this timeline uh it's wildly confusing uh how'd you feel about jonathan majors coming in this role as uh he who remains Oh, his, but the way he acts, so, honestly, I, I saw some negative feedback, but I actually, I really enjoyed it. Like, he was, he, he seemed to be like, oh, like, you led up to this, but then when they passed through the end of time, he was just like, oh, I don't know anything. And like, to, for him to play that freedom, like, you, you saw that switch 
for him to be like, I'm free. Like, I don't know anything. And the move he makes in that moment to just pick something up off the desk and drop it a couple times. Like, holy shit. I really don't know what's about to happen. Like, he was excited you know to know if they was going to kill him or not. Like, he was excited. Yeah. Uh, he uh, And, like, he, he presented himself like a person who has lived a million lifetimes. You know, he's seen it all, done it all. He's ready for whatever anybody's going to throw at him. He's resigned himself here. Like, this character didn't lie once in this scene, I don't think. You know? I don't like, think he did, yeah. Obviously, obviously, you're not supposed to, like, you're distrustful of him just because like you're like you, this guy could be lying about anything however by the time he got to the end of it and everything that happened seems pretty clear he was not lying about shit uh this is probably the least concerning kang the conqueror variant there is which is horrifying for the mcu um, <laughs> i'm just i said something very um stereotyped to myself because i the way that he was like to see the way he looked, and um, it, it was kind of like I remember my little brother saying, "That's what made Candyman so terrifying because you see a person of color play such a uh, ominous role." And for him, the simple fact that he is such a diverse actor to begin with, he's going to do such an amazing job. Like even the way his statue looked, I was like, "Oh, he's going to be so that ominous!" So I can't cool. wait. It was so cool. And, and we talked about this a couple times, you know, we got the uh, interview from uh, an interview with Jonathan Majors in which he was asked if he knew anything about King the Conqueror coming up. And he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Turns out he knew exactly what they were talking about. <laughs> he was, uh, we, Marvel just finally found someone who's good at lying instead of teasing, you know? Uh, however, with these events, we've got a, uh, we got a big opening coming up with, uh, kind of gives us a little bit of an answer as to why the Eternals might be coming into the fold. They, like the multiverse being unleashed. Maybe they, maybe they have a hand in it somehow. Maybe that's why they didn't intervene with Thanos. Uh, Spider-Man no way home. The rumors seem a lot more likely now, given that we've seen variants of Loki and they don't have to look just like Loki. Yeah. Especially the alligator one. So that will understand why you have old Toby McGuire and, early 30s Andrew Garfield, Garfield like, yeah. <laughs> that would explain like and here's my thing so much. I, I'm okay with these I'm okay with these uh these rumors I'm not I'm not fully buying into them or anything I'm 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 in on Andrew Garfield I think he'll definitely be in the movie however Toby Maguire seems a bit out of practice uh for the Spider-Man role you know what I'm saying I kind of feel like he will pick it up because like what else has Toby really done yeah. like, like outside of that that's memorable did you watch the great gatsby movie yes i mean but yeah no no i'm i'm i'm, I'm he, that was in 2013 right mm-hmm. he did a movie in 2014 after that and has not been in a live action film since or a show uh seven years now that he hasn't been on screen Hard for me to buy into the idea that he'll be. He could, but he could but like in a cameo. He's not going to be a part of a story. I don't. Think. Oh, of you course. Know like I, I, I was watching reruns of Smallville when Christopher Reeve was in the wheelchair. I was yeah. expecting like Toby might have a scene like that. Like, but when Toby comes in, I need to hear his trilogy music. Like, I need yeah, to hear yeah. the music. I need to like. 
that score was so epic. So if that comes in, oh wow, and then oh wow, that Spider Man well, movie is ridiculous. That that is a we we jumped way ahead here. I we wanna, did. I want to bring, yeah. bring it back to the the episode a little bit. Me and you went back and forth a couple weeks ago about how we weren't completely on board with Silky, with uh, Sylvie and Loki hooking up, being a romantic item. Uh, my feelings semi shifted on that. In episode five, I was like, okay, I can get behind it a little bit more. It all running together. Like, I watched it all back to back to back to back. It felt a little more natural. Uh, then I saw a tweet that said, uh, Thor's brother kissed Thor's sister. And it, it fucked me up a little bit. I was like, that's a really weird way to think about it. <laughs> okay, well, you know, that's sounds like a Family Strokes plot. But anyway, anyway, um... Um, uh, well, I was going to say, I also was, um, reading somewhere on Twitter when Loki had made the uh, blanket go over them and they was like, wait, they kind of both frost, what frost giants. Frost giants and it was yeah. like, they don't get cold. So for them to do that, um, yeah, did I black out? Did I cut out at all? Did I cut out? Okay. Yeah. For them, like for that to happen, it was like, oh, okay. So this scene is much more intimate. And the only thing I don't understand is why didn't they show when they did that with the blanket or when they both was um, enchanting um, Alive or when they kissed? Why didn't a variant spike happen? Like, why didn't that happen? Like, I don't. Well, I, I understand why the Elioth and uh, the blanket thing didn't happen. And it's because they were at the void in the end of time. And when they're there no variance energy can be detected because it's the end and it's kind of outside of time. Okay. However, okay. That does make sense. And therefore, I think their kiss wouldn't affect it either because he's in the void. So, uh, they kind of remove themselves from that, which also means that it couldn't have been, it probably wasn't their kiss that uh, put the multiverse into madness. It was certainly just the end of time. So, it was the end of that timeline. Do you think that we will get that ancient one back? Okay, because of Loki. Like, when I saw the way that it was also splitting up, I was remember, like, subtle things that the ancient one was saying to Doctor Strange, um, Infinity War. Like, did she have knowledge that this was a big possibility that this might... Like, did she ever have a conversation with the... Um, what was his name? The one who, the one who remains. Like he who did remains. She ever? Yeah, he who remains. Did she like have a knowledge of this? Because the way that she was picking stuff apart, it seemed like she kind of knew that this was like a risk that could happen. It's it's really it is really confusing because if you look at an, uh, some of the ancient ones' lines, it seems like they had a different idea for the multiverse. Like they had an idea for the multiverse and hadn't fully nailed down what they were going to do with it. Uh, okay. Another thing that's confusing the shit out of me, and this plays into the ancient one thing, is so if Kang the Conqueror, or He Who Remains, Immortus, he's a, he's an amalgamation of several characters here, uh, isolated one timeline, isolated our timeline, their timeline, and said this is the sacred one. How were there? How how were there ever variants that looked different? Like, I can't wrap my mind around how the multiverse didn't already exist. Like, 
well, the multiverse existed, but I, I, I don't get the op, the mechanics of how it was running parallel to our sacred timeline. Okay, I thought about that too, but I kind of thought about it if it was like, like, um, well, the viewers can't see what I'm doing, so I can't use like a visual demonstration. So I'm going to try to speak it. So I was kind of seeing it as if there was like a constant line, but like all the multiverses was there. Like this was the one that was like more like open, like this was like the open one, but everything else was like in a jail way. And then the only time those variants were starting to break out of it that's when it was just like too complex. Like even Sylvie, for instance, like we don't know really what she still did, but like a little thing could have like broken that frequency out to touch the main one. And that's what he didn't want. Gotcha. Cause gotcha. I don't believe he ever really, I don't, I, I kind of call cap on the simple fact that he cut off every other one. Like I really call that a cap. Like he just really separated them like extremely far. Yeah. Apart. He didn't, he didn't destroy. I don't think he like, destroyed any other time like he probably destroyed some other timelines there's infinite timelines you know mm-hmm. like there's a distinct possibility that happened you know uh the the other the way that i like to think about it is that the the, the problem is the wording he uses where he says i isolated our timeline because so i thought mean- the, way that, the way that i the way that i thought the mechanics worked was that he organized that they organized all the multiverse to have the same events, you know, so that nothing ever branched off and did did shit out of the ordinary. But then, so my does new, that mean? Yeah, Go ahead. no, I was saying does that. So when he's okay, I just I just remember he did say that. So is he saying like we're right here? But the universal war is still going on, but he just took us out of that. Like he just kept us hidden somewhere. I I, I don't think so. I think he was being straight up when he said that he ended the multiversal war. You know, like I think I think he did. Like the conquering aspect of this Kang the Conqueror already happened. The one that we're one that we see here. You know, like he he won. He took over the. I'm 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 just a little bit lost on what it is, and and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the listeners right now too. Uh, we're recording this before I record the other segment with the other with uh with Kyler, Joseph, and Miles. So if we come to some sort of revelation there, keep in mind that I'm not just withdrawing from Aurora here. This happens before that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, oh god, I can't wait to hear what. Your boy oh, Joe, yeah. Joe's gonna have a lot to say. Oh, Joe! I see Joe and Kyler like they just gonna go at it. But um, but I'm really, really curious though because it kind of seemed that the multiverse had to exist with it Sylvie Alligator. Like it had to. Like it did. Like it, it, it absolutely existed. So like the ancient one was was speaking facts when she told Doctor Strange, you know, there's a there's a vast multiverse. How's it feel to be something a part of something much much larger than you like like stuff like that and I'm just confused as to how it was organized like I still don't completely get it uh and seeing I'm gonna guess that all of the multiverses were running on this same timeline. The branches are those individual timelines going off the rails, you know. 
So this is the main timeline, but all of them is just branching out to their own individual paths. Yeah. So, okay. There are variant events happening somewhere. Variant events can happen everywhere now. How long do you think this multiversal war, like, how long do you think this is going to last? Because I feel like this is going to last for a while. This is going to be, this is going to be at least, at least the rest of phase four and like potentially even further into that. Like, I think what we're ultimately looking at, the thing that made me think that Kang the Conqueror wouldn't show up so early is because I thought he was our next Thanos and it took 20 movies to get to Thanos the last time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, for real, this is one movie or two movies and four shows later, we got King the Conqueror. You know I don't think I'm that saying? Marvel is like okay, like we we on it now. Because like, I understand because at first they kind of had to build up all these characters, but with the television shows, they can easily be like, boom, Scarlet Witch got her thing, Loki doing his, true. like Falcon became. We don't need a two hour movie in six months to do Falcon becoming a Captain America. Like this is all just. It's, it's, it's all like it's coming now we're just kind of all gas from here on in in terms of like like so i am interested though in seeing like the multiverse plot it's like loki wandavision spider-man and then uh doctor strange so with these movies like eternals and uh shang chi it is going to be interesting to have marvel movies happening that aren't directly affected by the multiversal cataclysm happening. You know, like, it's like, shit is hitting the fan. How is it not (laughs) affecting everybody? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm interested to see, like, when timelines branch, do they just become, like, that, that timeline is isolated. They have to figure out a way to travel between multiverses, right? Like, that's, that's how that Do you think that we are going to start getting... Not okay. Can I remember Joseph said something where he was comparing DC, um, the DC Cinematic Universe to Marvel when it said Marvel kind of has like everyone movies and stories have to correlate with each other. Do you think with this multiverse, Marvel's going to start doing like they have any own like war over here? They have any own thing right here? Like it's all these different storylines that it doesn't like this movie don't have to do nothing with this Fantastic Four. Like they on their own thing. It has nothing to do with the Avengers. Like yeah. I mean, it's a distinct possibility. Like, you look at a... Like, they have the the opportunity to execute on a much grander level what the CW Arrowverse attempted. You know, with, like, Supergirl existing in a different different Earth than Flash and Arrow. You know, like, they crossed over every once in a while, but them being on separate planes allowed for them to have stories that didn't need to be affected by others. So it's like... Like, the complaints about the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale where it's like, oh, it was in New York. Where's Spider-Man? You know, like, mm-hmm. fuck that. You know, like, it's like, it's just it's just part of the story. Go with it. Who cares if, like, it's not real life. Someone wrote this. It's like, not like Spider-Man had the choice here. Uh, but it's just, it's just going to get very interesting here soon. Uh, either very difficult to follow for people who are new to the universe or they're just gonna s- start separating shit you know oh what I'm yes saying? if you just like, get on this train with with like how big wandavision got you just want to just watch it like my great-grandmother did she was so confused you're not going to understand the commercials 
what she's doing. Like, you're not going to understand anything. But, Colt, I feel like I'm going to make a lot of people mad when I say this. Okay. So, Black Panther comes way after all this multiverse, like, after Doctor Strange and all that stuff. I completely understand how big Chadwick Boseman was to the role of Black Panther. Like, I understand. But with, like, the multiverse and stuff like that, and with variants, I would have understood if they could use one in place of T'Challa because, yes, he was the first Black Panther, but T'Challa was here way before Chad, like, before he even thought of the role. So I was saying, like, yes, it goes to his little sister. I would like to see that even though she's, I want to see how she's going to bulk up if they do do, like, do that for her. But I would still like to see T'Challa, like, even if it is a variant. Like, I that's I well, very like a taboo topic because even people are oh, very like so difficult. Like I can't imagine how difficult it is for Marvel Studios to like navigate what they're supposed to do with it. You know, like with, mm-hmm. with having Chad McBo- having Chadwick Boseman just passed last year, like devastating. Like I cried for a week when that happened. Like I was, I was like, I because he was so monumental to Marvel fans like seeing him come up in Civil War with his claws coming out on the rooftop big like one of the biggest moments and I understand that but T'Challa still has his whole like he still has his whole story it's it's like you're not even doing a character justice like I understand the role iconic will always be iconic but yeah and this this multi and you're right about the multiverse building in this opportunity to yes to to fill the void here uh i it, i think that our earth's black panther is going to be if not immediately will end up being shuri you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's that's that feels inevitable like it's it's what should happen probably mhm but like with with the multiverse opening there's another version of killmonger out there they're, like there, there's other versions of all of, of all these characters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it, there's infinite possibilities in terms. And the way they've been treating that that's that sequel for Black Panther. Have you have you like read the reports about how like there's been like six incarnations of the script? They're doing another one. Like they, I did see they was rewriting and going back to the drawing boards. Like I really thought they are so pressured. Like I feel like they're more pressured for that than the Fantastic Four. The Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. I feel that they are so stressed that, that about that script. The, it's 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 the one that could cause the the greatest damage to their company. You know, sadly, you yes. know, like that is that's how they're approaching it. Is that this is the one that could do the most damage to Marvel was, and Disney? It was a lot of racial stuff with that when the movie came out. Period. It was a lot of stuff with that. A lot of controversy. A lot of political stuff. So it's that's. Handling this, yeah. Extremely careful, extremely yes. careful. But uh, for the for these last few minutes, I've got you. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's let's bring it back to Loki here. What yeah. was like the the moment for you in this episode that uh that that was it? Like that was that was the that was the moment from this episode that made me go, "This was good," you know. Um, one because that's important too. You said what? I said, did you have one? Because if not, that's also important and notable. Okay, I'm not going to... I didn't have, like, a 
big okay i was still shocked on how fast um came came in like i i'm very shocked like you said i'm very shocked but also the biggest thing is miss minute that is one conniving clock like i didn't think that like she no she's straight up lying to some folks and like she is wow she she knows everything she's just lying through her fucking teeth to everybody what is she how's that work like a, a holographic <laughs> clock is one of the biggest like bitches ever in this mcu like i it is what's so ominous about it is that she gave me feels like she gave me the same feels of happy tree friends on netflix like you see these little cute little animals and then all of a sudden everything gets the shit like i was just like what like she was so pbs kids at first like bot fucking on the happy tree friends that's so funny yes like she was so pbs kids then went straight adult swim it was like she was just like uh hi there y'all yes and that that accent and everything like i was just i want her to be a female ultron i need that like she is so pretty epic that would be epic oh yes i ship miss minutes and ultron (laughs) it must happen now that that'd be glorious yes Um, (laughs) for me and i i don't know uh yeah jonathan major's performance in this episode the best part for me uh I, I I also love Tom Hiddleston's acting. No, I don't think I've ever watched an actor break into tears and it affect me quite as much as Tom Hiddleston's acting mm-hmm. does. Like that fucks me up. When he just sat on the other side of the door after Sylvie pushed him through and just, just sat there like crying like... <sighs> I was like fuck this dude's incredible and the the whole you know like sylvie's like kill me and the way he's like no like it it just felt to me like loki's got things figured out to an extent in this finale he knows what his purpose is now he knows what his glorious purpose is and it's sylvie you know Mm -hmm. at least that's that's the care that's where his head's at even Tom's small details, trying to convince him, like he was like to the point where he was hyperventilating. Like, like you could see him being like, "Believe me, this is not the route." Like he was so scared, like he could, like that he could not convince Sylvie. Like you can see that fear in him building. Like, don't do it. Like, and I've never seen Loki so scared. He was going like, "Hey, it's a black dude that's about to fuck shit. We need to." Get all the guns. Like, whoa. And then he'd see yeah, the statue. He, it's like, oh, it already yeah. happened. Like, <laughs> what's funny is like the vibes I'm getting from this scene where he goes to Mobius and is like, there's someone very, we, we freed the timeline. There's someone very powerful coming. We've got to prepare. And, uh, <laughs> I got the vibes of Hulk crashing into Doctor Strange being like, he's coming. You know, talking about Thanos. Like, sa- same vibes, you know, like they, they just made a series out of the first 20 minutes of infinity war. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. that event, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, Loki and, and Sylvie going back and forth, uh, fighting there at the end, uh, Loki just trying to, you know, save her from herself. Really? Uh, I loved that. Uh, I love that the, the twist at the end of this season is that Sylvie's the one faced with a problem, not Loki. Like, 
Loki knew what he needed to do. He was sure. He was like, I know what I want. It was Sylvie who also knew what she wanted, but she was faced with the tougher choice. Mm-hmm. You know, do I kill the guy or do I trust Loki now? <laughs> Loki was all Loki was all in, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm with Sylvie, you know, and there's there's one line in particular that I, I fucking loved. It was from Jonathan Majors. Oh, grow up. Grow up, Sylvie. Murderer. <laughs> he did like, put that in her face. Like she just said, like the like you know, like the the dumb look. Like damn, okay, I did do that. Yeah, okay, yeah. you got you got me. <laughs> kind of like he was. He was kind of like you ain't been all that either. Come on, like, you know. a hypocrite. That's kind of like what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, and Colton Flake. My last thing I want to say. Now that we have the multiverse branching out, I really have a statement I really want to say about a future okay. thing that we're going to after Loki. Disney. Iron Man is now gone. Please don't, don't put don't. him in. I don't want Tom Holland. I don't want Peter. I don't want them to say anything about Iron Man. Please, we got three Spider Men. They better not say a word about him. That's all I have. Here's, Thank here's you. The thing. Here's the thing. I know they're gonna say something about no. him. Iron Man's gonna be mentioned by no. Tom Holland <laughs> at least. Here's my thing. I cannot stand that there are fans who want him to come back. No, he's like, done. You want that to be the end of his story? Like that was that's the completion of an arc. Do you really want to cheapen it by Tony Stark coming, like Robert Downey Jr. coming back? No. That's just not, like, that's just not he it. was a great character in the movies, but he was a shit character in the comics. Like, he wasn't that great of a guy in the comics. Let him stay gone. Spider-Man, Iron Man Jr., leave him alone. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> you got your own mm-hmm. thing to worry about. You are a fugitive. <laughs> like, like <laughs> sir. That's what's crazy too. How are they going to deal with that on top of the all the multiverse shit? Like, I feel like, so bad for him. Oh, he's in a rough spot. He's, he's like, all I spot. wanted was bang MJ, go to school, play Legos, build Lego Death Star with my buddy. Yeah, I can climb up walls. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do doggy style on the ceiling. That's all I want to do. And I got to run from a guy in a helmet with cameras. A guy in a helmet and cameras messed my life up. Damn. But I took on Thanos. <laughs> but well, Aurora, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I appreciated your input on uh, on this Loki series, and I look forward to any and all input you have on everything we have coming going forward. Thank you. You uh, know, yeah, it's been um, it. a podcast. It's been a whole Sasha's party. I need you know somewhere in between. You know. What yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we we needed that. We, here's the thing: like, I, I I got Emily on the podcast. We have we have we had one woman on the podcast, but yeah, it's my girlfriend. You know, it's cheating. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had we had to get we had to get more uh, we had to get more diversification up in the up in this hoe for sure. But uh, again, thank you so much, Aurora, mm-hmm. for joining me for the Penny Bloom podcast. This was the last episode of Loki's Losers for now. We will be back for season two. I can tell you that much. Uh, uh, go to patreon.com slash bloom where you'll hear uh, a 
certain length of an intro on the front of this episode. I haven't, I haven't recorded it yet, so we'll find out. Uh, there's also like over 12 hours of exclusive content over there, which I know you haven't listened to. Only, only a couple people have because I only have a few patrons. But uh, also go to Twitter, follow on Penny Bloom Pod, uh, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, and um, I was Colton Robertson. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves.